Hello, everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. My name is Richard Bryant, and I am your host. It's April 9th, 2020. This is the Corona Chronicles, day 28. Hello, everyone. Today's news and notes, we're going to start with some news from the region that I'm in, in the Caribbean. Our first report comes from today's Trinidad and Tobago Newsday newspaper. Two new local COVID-19 cases. Health Minister Terence Deland-Singh confirmed two new local COVID-19 cases as he spoke at the 10 a.m. Health Ministry virtual press conference on Thursday. There have been no more deaths. In giving a clinical update on TNT's COVID-19 status, he said 987 tests were done by CARFA, the Caribbean Public Health Agency, with 109 positive cases, 8 deaths, and 1 discharge as of today. 100 people have been hospitalized, 27 ambulatory, or well enough to walk around, patients are at CARA, 72 are at CUVA, where none are in the intensive care unit, and 3 are in CUVA's high-dependency unit. He said 32 patients from CUVA may be transferred out this weekend to a step-down facility before being discharged. In one of our sister islands, Dominica, Dominica's president welcomes bipartisan support for state of emergency and curfew extension. This report comes from the Dominica News Online. President of Dominica, His Excellency Charles Savarin, has said he is pleased with the bipartisan supported which the resolution for the extension of the state of emergency and curfew received in the House of Assembly. On Monday the 6th of April 2020, the House of Assembly met in an emergency session to extend the state of emergency to three months and the curfew order by an additional 21 days, Sovereign told the nation in an address on Tuesday. I am particularly pleased that both sides of the House of Assembly gave their support to the motion for the extension of the proclamation and the curfew order offered as a result. The president said the unanimous vote in favor by the members of the House signals the severity of the challenge confronting us as a people and as a nation. According to Severin, the difference between the emergency situation and the many other challenges faced over the years by the man-made or natural is that when the state and health officials have done all that is required of them, provided all the facilities and supplies and established all the regulations and protocols, in the final analysis, the control of the spread of the coronavirus in Dominica lies with us as individuals. He said it is important that each person observe the social distancing of six feet or two meters that is recommended by the country's health services, the Pan-America Health Organization, the World Health Organization, and the Caribbean Public Health Agency. There is no substitute, and it is a preventive and precautionary measure, he stated. We do not have to second-guess who is affected and who is not. Because you may have an infected person who may show no symptoms whatsoever, and yet they may pass on the virus by personal contact. Severin also encouraged people to observe all the personal hygiene recommendations regarding hand sanitizing, sneezing, and coughing etiquette, and the wearing of masks in public. And finally, from our friends in St. Vincent and the Grenadine. SVG now has 12 confirmed cases of coronavirus. This report comes from the News 784 website in St. Vincent. The Caribbean Public Health Agency told today reported on 30 pending samples. 26 of the samples were negative and four were positive for COVID-19. 
This result brings the total number of positive cases of COVID-19 in St. Vincent and the Grenadines to 12. These are all imported cases. One of the patients has already made a full recovery. Thus, there are currently 11 active cases. The patients who have been informed are all Vincentian nationals and have been in isolation since the samples were taken for testing. Monitoring of these patients is ongoing and all close contacts have been identified. All additional public health measures will continue, including the implementation of additional quarantine where necessary, the release from the National Emergency Management Organization said. So if you wish to learn more about what's happening in the Caribbean region, you can check out either the Trinidad and Tobago Newsday newspaper, the Dominica News Online, or the News 784 St. Vincent and the Grenadines news source. All information will be linked in the news and notes of this podcast. Page two. Here's some information from our friends at the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama. For those of you who missed out on their production of Mozart's Cosi Fantuti last month, the Royal Opera will be streaming their production free tomorrow night at 7 p.m. as part of their Our House to Your House series. Please be sure to check out the hashtag Our House to Your House. Also, the Welsh, the Welsh National Opera is sad to regret that they have canceled events during their summer season. We understand this will be of great disappointment, but current events have made it impossible for us to prepare, rehearse, and stage these productions. Full details can be found at wno.org.uk. Again, all this information of links will be presented in our news and notes. A big shout out to the friendly faces of the Welcome Desk staff at the Royal Welsh College of Music and, D and Drama. They've been busy the past few weeks sorting out all, all ticket refund inquiries and calling some of the, the patrons and keeping in touch with a chat all from their home. Now, they'll be taking a break over Easter, but we'll be back next week, April 16th. They encourage everyone to stay safe. And finally, find out more about acting grad and writer Grace Quigley's new online theater company, Petronilla Theater. Loads of Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama grads are already involved, and there's a virtual play reading tonight. You can follow her on Twitter at Petronilla Medea or read the blog attached in our notes. Again, let me spell out that Twitter handle for you because I don't think I said it quite well. It would be at P-E-T-R-O-N-I-L-L-A-M-I-D-I-A. Again, please be sure to check out Petronilla Theater. Coming back to the U.S., at the University of Idaho, UI takes audiences virtually behind the seeds of their latest production. This report comes from Inland360.com. The University of Idaho students and faculty had already completed designs from their, for their spring production of the classic comedy, You Can't Take It With You, when, of course, the COVID-19 precautions shut down the entire production. Instead of scrapping months of work, directors will take audiences on a behind-the-scenes tour of the design process at 6 p.m. Thursday via the video chat Zoom. The play's director, Craig A. Miller, will lead the discussion with set designer Megan Inman and costume designer Daryl Wagner, showing and talking about their work. The program is geared toward general audiences, said Robert Kaisley, the department's chairman. 
Theaters across the country are exploring new ways to reach audiences during social isolation, he said. Everyone is sitting at home twiddling their thumbs. There's only so much Tiger King you can take, he said, referring to the Netflix documentary that has become a pop culture sen sensation during this pandemic. Many U of I theater grad students already study from a distance online, Casely said. Wagner, for example, lives in Casper, Wyoming, and was planning to travel to Moscow for performances. Many are now seeing online services as an opportunity to reach audiences, Casely said. He believes American theater will look different at the conclusion of this period of social isolation. Of course, you can continue to read the full article by visiting Inland360.com or by checking out the links in the news and notes for this show. And finally, in our education portion, I'd like to say a big shout out to a lot of the, the folks who are participating in the Archiving Technical Theater History Facebook page. What's been really great about today is a lot of the posts have been about books. Now, while we may not necessarily see books every day, books are still an integral part of our learning process. And some of them are wonderfully historic and still continue to have excellent information. So it's really great to see books that probably haven't been seen by the general public in quite some time. We'd like to thank Scott Wasserberg for his book, Lighting the Stage with Homemade Equipment by Jack Stewart Knapp. We'd like to thank David Savage for his book, Drury Lane, written by Brian Dobbs. We'd like to thank Rick Boychek for a book called Stage Construction by Edwin O. Sachs. Also, there is a book called Stage Machinery, written by Edwin O. Sachs, from 1886. See, information never really goes away. It just maybe gets a little dusty until it's found again, dusted off, and brought back to life. Also, again, our, another one of our visual storytellers, Mr. Mike Hume, who's been presenting really wonderful drawings and, and architecture on the Auditorium Theater in Chicago, Illinois. Again, I wish I could say everybody's name, tell every wonderful thing, because you're all super fantastic, awesome, great. I can't think of any more superlatives right now, either that or this would be too long. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody on the Archiving Technical Theater History Facebook page for all this wonderful information. Let's make sure that we keep bringing it forward, keep sharing it, and keep making it relevant. Page Three. This next bit of news comes from our friends at Playbill.com. In off-Broadway news, Playwrights Horizons debuts a new fiction podcast with works by Heather Christian, Robert O'Hara, and more. Playwrights Horizons has launched Soundstage, a new scripted fiction podcast from the off-Broadway theater that was originally scheduled to be released later this year. Due to the pandemic and the number of people now at home, Playwrights has released the first episode, penned by Obie winner Heather Christian. Commission playwrights creating work for future seasons include Kirsten Childs, Milo Kramer, Jeremy O'Harris, Lucas Hunth, Carlos Murillo, Jenny Schwartz, and Kate Tarker. We've been working on this series for some time, but in this moment where storytelling can help us get through weeks or months of life in isolation, we felt called to share these with the world prior to our intended distribution date, says Playwrights Associate Artistic Director 
Adam Greenfield, who will step into the role of artistic director in July. With Soundstage, audiences will continue to have access to innovative new work. This series doesn't propose a substitution for in-person performance. Nothing can replace the experience and electricity of live theater, but rather seeks to employ the theatrical imagination of playwrights to navigate the dimensions and boundaries of audio. Soundstage will continue once the theater is able to physically open its doors after COVID-19. For more information, visit soundstagepodcast.org. Again, that's soundstagepodcast.org. If you'd like to read the article in its entirety, please visit playbill.com. Also, some industry news. The 2020 Williamstown Theater Festival to be released on Audible. The audio platform will produce the summer festival, which includes an Audra McDonald-led streetcar for a global audience. The 2020 Williamstown Theater Festival will go ahead, but in a different format, not in its usual Massachusetts home in Williamstown, but on the audio production platform Audible. The collaboration between both organizations in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic and ongoing restrictions for theaters around the world will mark the first time that a theatrical season of work will be produced on Audible. As previously reported, the 2020 season, set to kick off in late June, includes a revival of A Streetcar Named Desire, starring Audra McDonald, Carla Gugino, and Bobby Cannavale. The world premiere of Leslie Headland's Cult of Love and Sanaz Tusi's Wish You Were Here, a Susan Stroman-helmed production of Anna Ziegler's Photograph 51, and Shakina Nafak's Chumburi International Hotel and Butterfly Club, inspired by Edna Favors and George S. Kaufman's Stage Door, among other offerings. The programming will be produced as audio productions, made available on the Audible platform globally. Further information about the 2020 Williamstown Theatre Festival season on Audible, including release dates and additional casting, will be announced at a later date. This virus might get to tell us what we cannot do, but it does not get to dictate what we can do, WTF Artistic Director Mandy Greenfield says. The voices of the artists will be heard. Through this alliance with Audible, we keep artists and the gener generative artistic process centered and steady through this unspeakably difficult moment when public gathering simply isn't possible. Doctors, nurses, healthcare workers, and scientists are on the front line saving humanity right now. Theater makers can only continue to create work that gives the life we arrive at. On the other side of this crisis, meaning, depth, humor, and beauty. Deeply dedicated to our mission of bringing more theater to more people, Audible is thrilled to collaborate with Williamstown in making an extraordinary lineup available to millions of people worldwide, Audible artistic producer Kate Naven shares. The artists and their poignant works deserve to be experienced and will undoubtedly entertain and inspire audiences everywhere. Again, if you'd like to read the article in its entirety, please visit playbill.com. And finally, to close... If you had the opportunity to attend any of the USIT webinars, the New at Noon or Forum at Four, we hope you enjoyed them. Of course, get ready for next week's forums and webinars that are coming up. A list will be released on Friday. So be sure to sign up early, sign up often, and be sure to continue the learning that we all so enjoy doing. As I close this podcast, I'd like to extend once again my gratitude 
to everyone who has offered information, shared a post, a link, a comment, a question. Thank you. Thank you so much for continuing to move us forward in this great time of uncertainty. Of course, my continued gratitude utmost goes to the men and women who are on the front lines dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. If you're in the United States, Asia, Europe, anywhere in the Americas, a small island, wherever you may be, if, if you can hear this, if this message gets out there, you know you have my gratitude. We've got your back 100%. If there's any way that we can support you, please, please let us know. We know that many folks in the production community have gone and switched gears to creating masks, either by hand sewing or 3D printing. We've seen people start to create meals and do some sort of uh, entertainment or provide places for, for our healthcare workers to live when they can't go home themselves. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone. Remember, this isn't a me problem, this isn't a you problem, this is a we problem, and we are going to solve it together. My name is Richard Bryant, and I am your host. It's April 9th, 2020. This is the Corona Chronicles, day 28. Thank you, be healthy, and have a good night. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions on how to make this podcast better, please send them to archivett24 at yahoo.com. Again, that's archivett24 at yahoo.com.